You're listening to season two of Kids Cue the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, composers, performers, and kids. Kids like you. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we'll listen to music to see what makes it so interesting and fun and sometimes strange. Because music is for you. I am your co-host, Arlene. And I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane, Sarah's mom and director and owner of the Lane School of Music. Let's Let's cue the music. Music. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Kids Cue the Music. I'm your co-host Rebecca Lane, and I am the co-host Bob. What is your name? Bob. Bob's here, otherwise known as Zara Lane, the co-host, and we also have Miss Emma with us today. Hi, Emma. Hello, guys. It's so lovely to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Zara, would you like to ask Emma the question we always ask our guests very first? Tell us about yourself, your name, age, how you got started in singing, or what instrument instrument you play, or how you got started with your instruments. All right, so my name is Emma Morrow, and I'm nine years old in grade four at Havergal College. And I started singing in a choir when I was five years old in the Toronto Children's Chorus. So my actually my sister and brothers has both been in the chorus with me when I was very young. So I worked my way up in the levels and music was always a very big part of my family life. So my family sings classical music together. We used to sing around the piano together and just have these nights where we'd all share pieces with each other. And my so my sisters and brothers sang. We all play the piano and my brother's an organist. But I'm actually the only one who sings opera. So during the pandemic, I actually attended to the Metropolitan Operas in New York's International Online Opera Camp. And I discovered opera music, which I absolutely loved. So we found this website online where we could watch recorded videos of the opera that the Metro, like the Metropolitan Opera did. So that was amazing. We would all crowd round. We'd always watch the operas. One of my actually very first operas is The Magic Flute, the one that I'm actually singing right now. So this year I switched to the Canadian Children's Opera Company so that I could sing opera music, and it's absolutely brilliant. Okay, I have so many questions. Do you have questions, Zara? My my first question but is... How did you get in both the thingies? Like, do they have to pick you or something? Yeah, did you audition? We, we have auditions for it, so we normally prepare mm-hmm. either a piece of music and some kind of drama, so maybe reading a poem or doing some kind of acting, and then there's other kids there, so we all take the audition, and then afterwards they pick the people who they think that they want in their choir. Oh, that's very exciting. And oh, it I sounds- think my music teacher, Mrs. Jones, I think she was in, I think she sang for Queen Elizabeth. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. I, think I wonder if she had to audition for that. Well, she totally had to audition. Yeah. I mean, do you find, have the auditions been, did they make you nervous? They did make me nervous, but after a while, you kind of get used to doing it like this, the same style. You just sing the piece in front of them. And you do like all the warm ups that they tell you to do. So, how many years have you been in the children's chorus? So, this is my first year in the Canadian children's chorus. Mm-hmm. I think I was in the other choir for about, let's say, three or four years. And so, you had to audition every single year. Yes. 
Got it. And I have a question too. You said you attended a camp in New York City during the pandemic. So was it a virtual camp? Yeah, it was a virtual camp. So they had normally an instructor and there was a lot of kids. So we just all Zoomed online. And every, let's say, month or week, they would pick an opera and they'd describe it to us. And then they'd show us some little funny clips they'd made about the opera. And then we were free to watch it. They gave us links to websites that we could watch it on. Wow. And did you get to sing during that camp? Like, did they teach you any musical pieces? I don't think they teach, uh, they didn't really teach us any musical pieces, but they did, like, you were allowed, you could send in clips of different, you doing different things. Oh, that's so it cool. It sounds very virtual. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very much like all of the activities we were all doing during the pandemic, but, well, but that sounds, sounds like a good one. It. it sounds very online. I mean, very online y, very virtually. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, Emma, that you also play the piano. Yes, that's right. Tell us a little bit more about that. All right. So I do piano and voice lessons on the side. So piano, I find that it's different than singing in many ways because normally in piano, I don't play with like, I don't accompany different opera singers or other singers. So it's normally just about me focusing on my piece. Whereas in singing, it's more of me because I sing with a chorus. So it's more about me. I have to kind of listen to the others. And I have to make my tuning right to sound with the others because you don't want to be the only person singing flat or the only person singing in key. So Mm -hmm. that's the thing that's kind of challenging about singing with a chorus, that you always have to listen to the others while focusing on making your vowel shape and all the dynamics. So like listening and playing at the same time. I like playing with a group because then, well, since I played the violin, I like playing in a group because then... If you're playing, like, I, I kind of just listen to everybody else and I try to make my sound like it, but I, I like singing and I, I like, <laughs> I like playing in a group because if I play in a group, it's, it'll be harder to hear the mistakes because there's going to be so many people playing it, especially when there's like, when it's a duet. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Do you find that, Emma, that when you're singing with other people that no one notices your mistakes or do you find that they yeah. stand out even more? Well, I think that if it depends if other people are making the same mistakes, because if they're all making the same mistake, then it doesn't sound too bad. But if you're the only one making the mistake, then I think people would probably notice. They wouldn't notice. They don't really notice the exact person who's doing it, but they would just see the general idea and they'd notice that someone was be, like doing it wrong. <laughs> I think because I, I think nobody... My 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 violin teacher is like, Sarah, you did so well. And I'm like, I don't think I did. And it's, so I, I start playing so quietly. It, oh, air bowing. No, I'm not air bowing. <laughs> I'm not air bowing. Do you know I, this I, tactic, I, Emma? I, I'm not yes. actually, no, I'm not. You're not air bowing, though. That's well, not what you're doing. I, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to know, I'm trying to figure out what I play. And so I'm like unconsciously not pushing it down into the string. I'm just kind of like lightly float, air floating, boat well, floating. So I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to play it, but I don't realize, I, I, I mean, I realize that I'm doing it, but I'm trying to do the song. So the, when you're playing it, <laughs> it's in, not cheating. It's not. Okay. If you say so, it, when you're playing in an orchestra, Emma, like a stringed instrument, or I, mean, I don't know if woodwind instruments can get away with this quite as easily, but for string instruments, like if you don't really know your part, 
and you just like play super quietly and move your bow like over the string and kind of like kind of like try to blend in and it sort of looks like you, that's how you well I would call that faking it but Zara says that's not what she's doing is there an equivalent if you're in a choir or a chorus if you're singing how do you like how would you fake it yes yeah, so there's quite a lot of ways to fake it one of the ways <laughs> we call it like watermelon cantaloupe so you just make the shapes with your mouth that even if you, it's like, if you don't know the words, all you do is you just mouth it. So you're opening your mouth wide and you're making all the shapes and gestures. And so you basically, you just copy all the other people and see what they're doing and you just mouth the words. And if it's with the course, no one really notices. So this only works, I'm assuming, if other people know their part. Yeah. If no one knows their part and everyone is faking, that it's very obvious. Well, because no, is well, because no, no one's doing no, it right. No sounds. Exactly. Or there's one person singing. They only hear one voice, but they see everybody else singing. Yeah, I it, mean it, that that that's just, that's just kind of creepy. Like when I do violin group class online, we do a game where we all mute except for the teacher, and we pick like a song we would do, like um, minuet or something. Yeah. We would do Twinkle, let's say. Okay. And the teacher picks a detective and a secret agent. The detective, so the secret agent plays something else, but with similar, the secret agent plays something else. And, and the oh, detective, and the detective tries to see who's the secret agent. Oh, that's a fun game. So it like, but, see but, who's but, faking but, it, basically. Yeah, but it's muted. So they're not faking it. They're just playing a different song. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Just so you playing. try to see if, but you try to see if you can make it look like the song that everyone else is playing. Well, that would be really tricky. I, I think, I think one time one of the guys he he actually didn't he didn't play a real song. He just played random notes, which is cheating. You have to you have to play a real song. We heard that you sung the first spirit in the Canadian Opera Company's production of the Magic Flute. What is the first spirit? <laughs> the word that was capitalized for some reason. No, no, it's no, just the T and the H. Yeah, we're, ca- we're capitalizing. So tell, tell us all about this, actually. We want to know who the first spirit is, but we also want to know just like why you were Who was the Canadian Opera Company? Why were you singing with them? What is the magic? No. Tell us everything, Emma. All right, so the Magic Flute is an opera that's quite frequently performed. It's by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and it's about an adventure. There's a prince called Tamino, and he sets out with this funny bird catcher to go on a quest because he wants to save his princess, who he thinks has been captured by an evil ruler. (laughs) It turns out that the evil ruler is actually good and has captured her because... He doesn't want her mother to turn her evil. And so then they go in this whole quest and they have to take trials to prove that they are pure to earn the princess. And so the first, this, all this, the trio of spirits, they guide them through and they help them on their way so that they can be successful. The first spirit and all the other spirits, they, it's really nice because they've got solo parts. So they all sing it because they sing it in a trio together. Isn't, they're not part of a chorus, so they all they sing together. And they when they when they sing together, let's just say it's not in a chorus, so you can't really fake it. So they all have their own solo parts, yes. and they all get their own lines and everything. So it's not trying to blend in with the others and trying to fake mouth it all. It's you actually have to know your part really well and be able to co- coordinate it well with the other spirits. 
Otherwise, you're going to be off track and then you're going to lose where you are and it won't sound nice. So you have to know your part really well. The story, it sounds a little bit like Tales of Troy. Have you ever read it? No, I haven't. It sounds good. Well, I I wouldn't exactly say it's the it's the best book I've ever read. We're I don't think we're done the book yet. So my You're reading it at school. Yeah, at, for like read aloud during lunch. It's just a lot of this guy likes this other girl, and but like the other girl, I think she has like a daughter or something. It happens a lot, and then he goes on this big quest to find her, mm. and then and then he cut he he harshly captures her mm-hmm. instead of like like hey look at me. Instead of winning her over, he captures her? Yeah, he goes over. I think he kills all the other guys and then oh. captures the person. I don't oh, know why. I, I don't know why. You'll have to let us know how it turns out when you finish the book. I, I it's, it's it just, sounds different from the magic flute, but similar in the fact that they're both quests. I, yeah. It won't, they go on to, it's like, and they saw the person, Helen, and he went to go get her. And then, I don't know, he killed the king so that he wouldn't try to get her back or something. So tell us a little bit, Emma. I mean, you told us about the storyline and the three spirits help the main character on his quest. So that's pretty cool. And you are one of the three spirits. Yeah. So I'm the first spirit. So that's the top line out of the three spirits. And the spirits, they're normally portrayed as boys in the opera. Some, the, the way the COC, the Canadian Opera Company choose to portray them, they choose, they chose for us to be young boys at the start, but then we grow wiser at the end. So we grow beards. So we're supposed to be like heavenly beings, but we also have a little bit of playfulness in us. <laughs> well, that's fun. Uh, that reminds me of my friend from school. We were doing a, we were doing a Roman play and she was acting out as one of the main characters, a boy. But he's like a really crazy emperor king. And so he's like, he's like kind of serious. We did the whole entire play in Latin because that's the Roman language and we learn it at our school because it's like the root to a lot of different languages, I guess, to whatever school we switch to if we switch a school. Okay. So, but what's the part about the beard that inspired this connection? Um, it was just kind of it, the spark to her wasn't really, wasn't really playful. It was like crazy. Like she's crazy. Like, I think when we performed it for the whole entire school, she forgot some of her lines, and so she started screaming them out, so nobody could really tell what she was saying. Oh. Because she, she forgot. She, she was, was faking it. No, she wasn't faking it. <laughs> she was, she was trying to, she couldn't remember some of her lines. She could, she remembered the rough of it, but she, she couldn't remember it properly, so she just screamed them, and then everybody started laughing. Like, I, sometimes I feel like the audience gets in the way a lot, because you're trying to do something, and if you're singing a song, and it, the audience starts clapping or laughing in the middle of it. You don't know where you are because it's so loud. That had happened at the musical for a school. Yes. Has that happened to you, Emma? Well, yes. So there, it has happened a lot. It's, there's this one character, Papageno, the bird catcher, who is amazing. The, the opera singer who plays him is absolutely wonderful. He's amazing at singing. He's also great at acting. And so whenever he has his funny scenes, the audience is clapping. And he, he never really knows where to start. So it's very funny because the audience, once they start clapping, they don't really stop until after a while. So it's kind of the opera singer's job to know, like, okay, now it's my time to start, even though they're still clapping, because otherwise the orchestra will just start without me, and I won't be able to sing my part. Yes. So for, very for, tricky. For the musical that my school did, they had a track, and so you could just hear the music in the background. 
just like very faint. Like I don't know why the sound people didn't turn the music up because we, 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 well because we, we in waited. rehearsals there were no clapping and we, so they weren't. I, used I to know, I know, but they should they should at least turn the music up because we couldn't hear it. Like yes. we were we, we we were there and we were filming it. I think we're gonna post it somewhere. But like, well, now people who are doing the same play are living. Our play is gonna be better because you know. Like the music isn't going to be behind. We're not going to be behind. It's very hard we, to hear when the audience stop, gets involved. And then we had to know where all oh, this stuff was. And people were hesitating on stage because they or they tried. They had to repeat things because so many clapping. He would, like they were trying to say this guy. He was trying to say something and that nobody could hear him because, because, because he was clapping. Well, it was it was, it was right after a song. Yeah. So I mean, the worst is when the audience claps to the beat and they. Don't actually clap to the beat. That is the worst part. Well, well, for the, that is for, very for, confusing. For, the, for one of the songs that we did, I don't, I don't no, know that how many reasons. No, but. no, yeah, I did, I did. Everybody started going. <laughs> so Emma, I think it's for the ending song. Where you have you finished all of the runs of the Magic Flute, or are are you still performing it right now? No. Uh, so my performance was on May nineteenth. And for the rest of the performance, I was just on call as an understudy mm-hmm. for the main cast. So we had the rehearsals in like April and January. So we had them a lot before. And now I think we're finished the magic flute. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to be, they're next going to do it in maybe four or five years. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm still going to be old enough to audition for it. Oh, amazing. Do you think you'll want to be in? More operas? Yes, I'm definitely going to be in more operas because, honestly, they're amazing. The cast is so friendly. They're always chatting with us backstage. And also, like, all the conductors in the orchestra and everyone, the stage managers, they're always so helpful and friendly. They never criticize and say, you did that wrong, even if we're singing off-key or something. They're just saying... Uh, that that sounded good, but next time maybe you could do something better, a little bit better, or you could do something a different way. I wish people did that to me because I'm like, I, I also kind of wish that the people were friendly because I've always kind of wanted. Well, I mean, I think the reason why it was so nice to hear those comments, Emma, maybe is because you heard people say things in yeah. other ways before that wasn't yeah. so helpful and nice. Like, yeah. I also, like, I built a lot of relationships from that. So I got a lot of photos with the cast, and oh, I got them to sign it. And they oh. were all so pleased, and they were like, oh, another young opera singer. Rising star. You <laughs> When you become a famous opera singer at the Met Opera. Yes. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to go back. And I think this this year in the fall, they're going to do Carmen. Oh. So I'm going to try out for the children's chorus for that. W- and wait, then, w- which place? I don't think you know that opera yet. And then mm. uh, next spring, I think they're doing Tosca. Oh. So they've got a children's chorus for that, which I'm going to try it for. They've also got another part called The Shepherd Boy, which is a solo role again. He sings a few lines. So, I mean, I mean, it sounds like you have lots of auditions in your future, and I'm sure you're going to nail them, and it's going to be okay. great. So you sent us a recording of yourself singing, and I would like to listen to that in a few minutes. Can you just tell us a little bit about it first? Yes. So I give you a small part called Zeit und zum Zweiten, which is the spirit's second solo part. So they are giving Tamino and Papageno back their magic flute and magic bells and carts of food. Because right now, Tamino and Papageno are taking the trials to prove that they're pure and they're honest. And so 
we're just helping guide them. And what we're saying is we're saying, Tamino, have courage, keep strong. And Papageno, the mischief maker, don't be quiet and stay quiet because you, you can't break your, they had an oath to stay silent. So we're just reminding them how the hope is not lost and they should keep on going strong. Okay. Oh, let's listen to it now. The spirit of what do you mean? Like, that's a good spirit. That's a spirit. <laughs> Let's listen to it. very hard to pronounce because it's in German <laughs> and in German they've got all this like the consonants and the vowels that you have to pronounce so the language is so hard to learn because we have to get the right words and the right syllables and consonants but we also have to sing the music so it's like a, it's a big tongue twister for your mouth so you, because you have to keep on moving it in the different shapes that you have to make one of my classmates I think his dad is German and so I think he, I, I think there's another letter in German, I think. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I don't know that. When I was watching your face as we were playing the recording, Emma, you were smiling. Actually, I would say you were beaming and you were kind of like mouthing the words a little bit as you were listening to yourself. It really looks like you enjoy singing. Would you yes, say that's true? I enjoy singing a lot. <laughs> I can tell. It's amazing. I just start singing it randomly sometimes. So sometimes at school, I would just start singing it or humming it to myself. Then the teacher will, she's heard that so many times and she'll be like, Emma, not this. <laughs> so you had to memorize that then. Yes. In German. So we, had to, we had to memorize it. We had to memorize some of it for the audition. Mm -hmm. So I already knew some of it for a long time, but the rest we had to learn right before the opera. Wow. How much time did you have to learn it? We had a, a good amount of time, but we had to learn it before the rehearsals as well. Mm -hmm. to sing it in the rehearsals. But we had a lot of help from our vocal coaches. Mm. I have just one more question for you. Do you want to play opera or cheese? Definitely. Opera or cheese? 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 
Amazing. Do you know how to play? Is it where you guess if it's an opera or a cheese? Yeah, I think our our official rule here is the guest is a kid. My mom has to read it, and if it's a grown up, I get to read it because. Although I will say this time you're at a little bit of a disadvantage, Zara, because I think Emma knows quite a few more operas than you do. <laughs> so I will try to pick some very obscure ones cheeses. to make it fair. Try uh, well, I, I don't know a lot of cheeses. <laughs> well, I, I, I always Neither do. I. You, you know what? I always pick cheese because I, I try to pick cheeses that sound like operas so that they'll think that it's an opera. But I pick I, I always pick a cheese because the operas are way too obvious. Okay, are you ready? We're going right. to do three. The first one is called Fleur de, Mar- de Maquis. I think that's... Fleur de Maquis. It's French. Have you heard these words before, Emma? No, never. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Fleur means flower. Wow, okay, yeah. okay. You cheese. Fleur uh, I, 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 I knew Fleur means flower because... Florida. Like, why would you name a cheese after a flower? I, I know. And why would you name a person flower? Because Fleur from Harry Potter. That's true. Wow. Well, she's so delicate. Anyway, Emma, what's your... So your guess is cheese, Sarah? Yeah, because you have to put flowers in cheese. Okay. And um, Emma, what's your I'm think? not exactly sure, but I'll just guess opera. Okay. The correct answer is Fleur de Maquis is a cheese. I was thinking like some cheeses have flowers on them. Yeah, but then or again, some cheese definitely. That's just I, I a thought, weird name. It's a weird I, name. I, I, it's I meant it, to trick you. I, no, <laughs> I, I thought it was flour, as in like baking flour. Oh, well, that would make more sense than if it was a cheese, like flour, yeah. F-L-O-U-R. No, mm-hmm. it's flour, like a beautiful flour. I know. I thought it was. It grows in your garden. <laughs> I thought it was flour, though. I thought it was. Fl- it's flour spelled F-O-U-R, like as in baking flour. Baking. Flower is F-L-O-U-R, yes, instead of F-L-O-W-E-R. Okay, the next one is Billy Bud. Oh, I think that's a cheese. Billy Bud. I know it's a trick. Oh, interesting. Okay. What do you think? What do you think, Emma? Oh, oh gosh, this is a hard. Um, <laughs> it's meant to be hard. I. It- I, I, There's I, no winner, by the way. I, I like you don't I, win I, anything if you win. So well, don't I, I like think, if you get I, them all right, nothing happens. I'll just go with cheese. Okay. I think I, I think it's a cheese because I, I know her tricks. She she picks one that sounds like the other, but it's not. It's true that I am always trying to deceive you with this game. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Billy Bud is, in fact, it's an opera by Britain. Britain who's Britain is a composer. I believe it's Britain. Benjamin Britten. I'm going to have to look that up. I know. I've never heard of that one either. Britten is a British composer. Wait, what's the name again? Billy Budd. And so I'm assuming his operas are in English. No idea what that one is about. Would be interesting to find out, though. We'll put that in the show notes. We'll put a link to it, maybe, so you can read like Billy Britten, the opera. Okay, the, the last one is Wensleydale. Wen- that's a cheese, I think. Wensleydale, you yeah. sound very confident. I, th- I think it probably Dale. It, D- Dale gives it away. Really? Because there, there are a lot of. I think, I think we even have a cheese that ends in Dale. Dale usually means a location. Okay, like a town or something. I, oh I no! Like Elmdale. Actually, no. Sure. It's probably a cheese then, because because I'm thinking of River. Riverdale? Yeah, yeah. Riverdale. It's a location. Rivendale. And and there could be Riverdale cheese. Wensleydale. What was your guess again, Emma? 
cheese. I think cheese. Cheese. Okay, and Zara, you're all, you're going with. You are both correct. It is a cheese. Fabulous work, both of you. That was excellent. Cheese. Opera. Opera. Cheese. Opera or cheese. Emma, thank you so much for sharing your experience with the Canadian Opera Company with us and telling us all about singing and how you got started singing and how much you love it. It's really a pleasure to chat with someone who oh, loves music. Oh, it's a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Come back anytime. This was really fun. And congrats on your amazing opera or key score. That was really well done. Thank you. I'm very impressed. And that's it for today's episode of Kids Cue the Music. Oh, Thanks for coming, Emma. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes and follow us on social media at Lane School of Music. I'm Zara Lane. And I'm Rebecca Lane. See you next time on Kids Cue the Music. music.